The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. G'day everybody and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Becca19, and joining us this evening is the lovely Portia. How are you? Maka. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty good for the most part. Um, we're going to discuss Vic Metro tonight. and yeah. I, they're, not, they're not the most exciting team in my view. They are a pretty defensive lot and they've got a lot of quality, which makes it so they're harder to judge in my view, but... Yeah, let's let's give this go. Let's see how we go. Yeah. Um, well, look, they did actually perform above expectation at uh, yeah. at the championships. They won the championships for the first time in a few years, I think. Um, they, they weren't really expected to. I think um, uh, Vic Country and the Allies went in sort of favourites. Mm. Uh, but Vic Metro had a, quite a few players that sort of stood up and um, made a real name for themselves. Yeah, I, I feel like um, there's a difference between looking forward to players from a draft sense and, you know, the actual championship results. Because I think that Big Country, like, they had the best top-end players. Um, but they just lack the guys around the flanks, and that's where Vic Metro, you know. There's guys that they played well for Vic Metro, but they're not going to get drafted. Yeah. And so, so like, so like SA, you know, SA's got a bunch of guys that are not going to get drafted, but they played well in the championships, and good luck yeah. to them. Yeah. Right. Let's get straight into it. Talk right. about the first player. Uh, who is uh, one of the stars of this year's draft pool, and that's Andrew McGrath from uh, Sandringham Dragons, who's 179 centimetres, 74 kilo. Um, I don't know what to describe him. He's kind of like an inside-outside, <laughs> outside-inside midfielder, half-back flanker. Um, player comparison, when he plays in the midfield, he's a hell of a lot like Ben Cousins, I reckon. When he plays down yeah. back, he's a lot like David Wojcicki. just takes the game on. Uh, super, super quick, very, very attacking, very aggressive, um, as I said, plays in a variety of roles and did so at a very, very high level uh, throughout the whole of 2016. Yeah, for me, uh, my comparison would be a Luke Power. Um, I feel like he's a really solid contributor in all aspects. But Luke Power, I don't, I don't feel like Luke Power had the any super exceptional physical assets. Like he was just quite good at all things. Yeah. And I feel like McGrath's kind of in that category in that he's just all around, you know, he's blue chip. That's why he's talked about being top two, maybe first in the draft. So yeah. um, there's no significant deficiencies in his game or anything like that. He's just quality. So good on him. Yeah. For me, I think he's uh, close to the complete package. He's got the athletic mm-hmm. ability. He was a junior running championship uh, champion. He was a, a sprinting champion. Um, he's bloody quick. Uh, he's super, super fit. Had one of the best uh, beep test results um, mm. Mm. at the draft camp. Um, so you know he's going to run all day, every day. He, he takes the field. Um, his skills are very, very good. He's got a lovely right foot kick. He's, he's pretty confident on his left, even though it's, um, it's not a strong left foot kick, but he is very confident on it. Um, and he can play through the midfield, and he can play either um, outside, or he does win his own bowl inside as well. And Look, he had some absolutely obscene numbers playing in the midfield for uh, for Sandringham throughout the year. I think there was one particular game where he had 44 touches, 6 marks, 19 tackles and 12 clearances, which is yeah. pretty bloody ludicrous, you have to say. Yeah, look, um, I guess the closest I could come for a criticism for Andrew McGrath is that like, it feels like he's got the tools and I would like to see him just be more straight up Like as soon as the ball hits the ground. I'd like to see him be more aggressive from the, the, the first decision. Um, yeah. I mean, he's good. He does good team play. 
he, I think if you put him in a side like Hawthorne, like, you know, just as an example, like a type of team that's a little bit more defensive-minded, a little bit more careful about how they go forward, I think he'll be an absolutely perfect fit in a side like that. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he's got the potential to be an explosive player, and I don't think he's working on that right now. And I'd love to see it. <laughs> that's a lot. It's not that I think I want any other team to be able to do that. I don't want any other team to be able to do that. But I would just mm-hmm. like to see it, to see him do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh- yeah, look, I'm a huge fan of Andrew McGrath. Look, um, he had a mm. massive year. Averaged 32 touches a game in the TSC Cup. Was uh, named All-Australian um, for Vic Metro. Uh, was Vic Metro's captain, was Sandringham's captain. Was named best on ground in the um, uh, in the TAC Cup Grand Final. So he's pretty much done it all this year. It was just about best on ground in the, uh, uh, in the All-Stars game as well. Had a really good game that day. Um, he's the ultimate team player. I really like how he provides support. Uh, for his teammates, um, and he can, as I said, he can do a variety of roles. I really liked his game against Vic Country, uh, the first game that was televised, mm-hmm. uh, where he actually went down back and shut down Ben Ainsworth, who was uh, tearing them apart in the in the uh, first half and third quarter, and completely shut him out of the game, and then really took control of the game himself, and basically single-handedly won them the match uh, with his run and dash from the back line. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, he's there's not much more he could have done in this draft year. There's not there's really nothing else he could have done in this draft year to say, hey, draft me. So, um, look, it's really good for him. I think this probably escalates him directly to the the category of good blokes. So he'll and he's not dirty. He's not even a dirty player. That's no. the other thing. Like he no. he just wins. He doesn't he doesn't have to be dirty. He just no. wins. That's it. So yeah. yeah. No, look, he he'll go top three for sure. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts in the top three? I think it's still up in the year, and I, I think everyone likes Hugh McCluggy, just pick one. Um, but maybe it's not as uh, cut and dry as that as it seems. And look, Andrew McGrath would be an absolute um, perfect pick one if he ended up going there. Um, if like, There's a lot of talk, obviously, about GWS, and they want someone to replace Heath Shaw, and McGrath would be the perfect sort of player to do that across half-back, mm. even though um, ultimately you could probably see him moving into a midfield spot um, in the AFL, certainly down the track. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pick one or pick two, I think both clubs would be pretty happy. Yeah, I'd probably like for him to go pick one because I think Essendon have less use for McCluggage. Sorry, I think GWS have less use for McCluggage than they do for McGrath. Yeah, probably. They do need a little bit of run. Um, They probably need a bit of class as well uh, and goal Mm. kicking. So it'll be interesting if McGrath does go pick one, it'll be really interesting to see just whereabouts McCluggage actually fits in, because I don't really think he'll get taken by GWS, because I think no. they'll probably go Ben Ainsworth, because they really do need a small forward um, oh, really? in that, that fashion really? as well. Oh, I think so, especially with his midfield capability as well. Yeah, um, okay. it's, it's very possible that Brisbane overlook him, so he may end up actually going down to uh, pick forward to Gold Coast. Yeah, could be. I mean, that would make sense. I, I agree with you that I think that McCluggage has further range to drop than McGrath does. I think McGrath drops one spot, and yeah. as he said, McCluggage can For drop sure. four. So. Yeah. Mm. Right. Good on you, Andrew, and uh, best of luck. He's going to be a yeah. gun. Yeah, let's get used to hating him now. Yeah, that's it. It would have been <laughs> nice to get him, but uh, bad luck for us, I guess. Uh, Next player on the list is Jack Scrimshaw, also from Sandringham, who's a 193 centimetre, 80kilo halfback flanker, can also play as an outside midfielder. Uh, play comparison, a lot of people are relating him to a Bontempelli. I don't think he's much like Bontempelli at all. I don't think he's got 
the, the potential inside uh, game that Bonts does. Uh, but he is very much like uh, one of his dog's teammates in uh, Jack McRae in his running capability, his left foot kick. Um, I reckon he's got great agility, lots of confidence. And I think he's someone that really loves having the ball in his hands and being the player that can set up the play. Well, look, um, Scrimshaw, I'm not a fan of, um, which is, you know, I, I shouldn't be saying this about a top 10 pick, but I am. Um, if he's the guy that we thought was going to be available for us at pick nine, then I'm super glad we traded down from that pick um, because there's a lot of things about him that are really good, but I just don't think his quality of disposal's there. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that he'll, he'll play every he'll play every ball, like he can play every game, all game, every game. He's got the fitness, he's got everything you want, but I just don't. I don't rate his disposal. I don't think he's clears as well as you'd want him to for what he's doing. But he's also making sure he's at the centre of any contest. So he's a really conflicting player for me. Um, I think that that is what separates him from Bontempelli. I think he just lacks that that class aspect that you really, really want for that guy, that that you know huge saviour midfielder type that we sort of people are trying to say Scrimshaw might be. Yeah. Um, I think Brody's closer than Scrimshaw by a long way, and I think that's why Brody's yeah. likely to go before Scrimshaw, frankly. Scrimshaw's all based on potential at the moment. And look, yeah. At the moment, he's very much just a back flanker in the sort of Grant Birchall mould, uh, likes to set up the play, has a run and a dash. Um, I actually reckon his kicking's pretty good. Um, I reckon he's really clever in traffic, and I think that's why a lot of people reckon he will move into the midfield um, full-time at some point in the mm-hmm. future. Um, his championships were only solid. I don't think he impressed all that much um, no. for Vic Metro, but um, he really did impress all year for Sandringham. Uh, it was one of their best players in the Premiership win. Um, and look, I think he's uh, it's pretty clear he's going to go top 10 in the draft. Yeah, uh, and like I said, look, there's, re- there's good reasons for it. You know, he's got the right... He's the right... You know, he's huge. He's 193 centimetres from... Yeah. We talk about him being an inside midfielder like that. That almost dictates going in the top 10. But if we had pick nine, I would not be. I would be feeling kind of edgy about us drafting him there. So I'm really happy to go a little bit later. Yeah, unlike Andrew McGrath, I think he's certainly far away from a sure thing. Uh, mm. I think there's mm. still certainly some queries on him that uh, he may not live up to his potential. But I think at the very least, he should become a, a decent quality um, back flanker. Whether he actually makes the move to the midfield full time or not, time will tell. But. Um, the very least, he should um, sort of carve out a pretty decent career down back. He would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he dropped to our first pick, you'd have to take him, yep. really. But uh, again, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of stoked that he won't. I'm glad he's not something we have to worry about. Mm. That's all right. Um, yeah, I would have been happy to pick him with pick nine, um, depending on who else was there. I don't think he's going to fall to our first pick. Uh, maybe a slim chance, but I think with Gold Coast, uh, numerous picks, they can afford to take someone like Jack Scrimshaw um, yeah. and, and sort of uh, put a bit of time and effort into him and hope he comes good. Totally agree. Perfect fit. Uh, moving on, and the next player is Jordan Ridley from the Oakley Chargers, who's 192 centimetre, 79 kilo key defender. Um, can also play forward, did play forward as a 16-year-old and was uh, pretty highly rated. Um, and there's a lot of talk that he might be someone that can move into the midfield as well in the future. Uh, not 100% sure about that myself, but um, it, it is out there. My player comparison would be someone like Michael Hurley or Ryan Schoenmakers. He's a very athletic key defender, plenty of potential, has a huge natural leap. 
Um, I really, really like his ability to read the flight of the ball coming in um, and take uh, uh, marks against his opponent as well. I think that's something which is uh, a bit of a standout in this draft pool. I mean, he's really... I don't believe he's a key defender. I think he's like a third tall, like maybe a homsh or something like that, personally. Yeah. Well, 192 um, centimetres. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you would so, think he's probably going to play that sort of third tall role. Yeah, and um, look, he's just, I, I've, I've written my, my main note here is hot potato handball. I think that yeah. he can be panicked. <laughs> he can be panicked, and, and if, he's, if he's panicked, if he's under pressure, his only thought seems to be, I've got to get rid of this. And, yeah. you know, he doesn't seem to really consider what the next step is. So that's not great yeah. for it. Like, for a defender, like, that's a really worrying... Like, for a forward, you can almost get away with it. But for a defender, like, that's a really worrying trait. Like, that's a Cameron O'Shea trait, yeah? Oh, for Or a sure. Paul Stewart trait. Yeah. And for yeah. me, that really puts a big dint on his value to the side, particularly as a third tall, because uh, they need to be good these days. They've got to be skillful and smart and take a good mark. Yeah. So... Because we've already got two guys that could play that role that are skillful and smart and take a good mark, and that's Homsch and yeah. Pittard, realistically. Um, well, I think he's got a couple of those traits. I, yeah. I think he's good. I think he's a really good mark. Um, that's one of the notes that I had here as well, is uh, can be shaky with his handballs and often puts his teammates under pressure. Yep, yep. Um, I do rate his kicking. I think his kicking is really nice. It's got good depth. Uh, I do think he tends to pick safe options, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but... Um, could take some more risks every now and then with his foot skills. Um, and he is someone that really did impress in his couple of games for Vic Mecho, and uh, he really did come alive late in the year. Um, averaged uh, 20 touches a game, nearly six marks a game for Oakley, which uh, for a key defender is uh, pretty decent numbers. Yeah, but he's not a key defender, so... <laughs> well, he would have been for Oakley like, this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, he's, he's a, he's a counter-attacker, and that's yeah. going to have a higher position count than like a lockdown back, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah well, he, uh, his top of player seems to be in vogue in this draft pool. There's a lot of slightly undersized yeah. um, key defenders, <laughs> like talking about Ridley and guys like uh, Ryan Garthwaite, who I think is a, a very similar player as well. Um, I don't know... I, I, I think he's got certainly got AFL potential, and there's talk that he's going to be. Uh, he might even be pushing up into a late first round pick. Well, I hope he's someone else's late first round pick. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't think we've got any need for him at all, to be honest. Um, nah. Not really that sort of player. Uh, we got plenty uh, down mm. back, I think, and uh, I don't think we would uh, be looking at them uh, that sort of player with pick fourteen or seventeen. That's for sure. But uh, someone like Sydney, I think, uh, might pull the trigger. Because uh, they're, you know, they need key defenders, and they might be keen on someone that's uh, got that marking ability and ability to find the ball and can play as that third toll. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to go late. Okay. Hmm. Nice one to uh, we'll have a bet on that on draft night. Okay. <laughs> I think his range is sort of fifteen or thirty. I think, um, yeah, somewhere likely. Probably mid-second round, I think. Someone like Carlton or Geelong, I reckon, might pull the trigger. You never know. Yeah, I reckon they're clubs that could waste a pick. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't mind that. That's all right. Uh, next player is, uh, I guess, reasonably similar, and that's Nick Larkey, uh, also from Oakley, who's 197 centimetre, 82 kilo, key forward, key defender. Play comp- comparison, he's kind of like Jake Carlisle, also a bit like Jonathan Freeman, I reckon, from Brisbane. Uh, he's got good pace, can play either end, um, and did so with, with class uh, all throughout the year. Uh, he's mobile, he's very quick, he's competitive, he's a really good contested mark, he's got a nice kick for goal. 
kicked 16 goals in 10 uh, TAC Cup games and also did a job down back in the championships as well. Um, where do you see him fitting in? Are you a fan? No. Look, the player comparison I came up with, it took me a little while to find it, but I found it. Um, and it's a player I used to really enjoy watching. He played for Fremantle. Uh, and I used to enjoy watching him because he was. He just thought, oh, you shouldn't be playing at this level. You would be a really fantastic and fun to watch SNFL player. And it's Scott Thornton. Um, oh, and I Scott don't remember, Thornton. Do you remember yeah. Scott Thornton? Yeah, yeah. Blonde hair. And yeah. Basically, he's, he had one Got trick, milky. which was... Yeah, one trick which was basically, oh, I got the ball, run as mm. far as I can and kick it as far as I can, and, that, and that was, that, that's what he did so reliably. Uh, and I feel yeah. like Larky is in that category. I think that you know he's pretty good. He's got good pace, as you say, for what he does. He's got a really good long kick. Um, I don't know about the accuracy, but the, the length is the distance he gets it real easy. Um, yeah. And I guess for a certain side, like, I mean, if he's in the SCG, he's kicked it from full back down to almost in the forward line with that sort yeah. of play. Yeah. But you need the space to do it in as well. So that's yeah. the other contrast. Um, he's a really specific kind of player that I'm not sure about the AFL role for. Mm. Um, he's got some good physical traits. He, If he added some other aspects to his game, like he's a really good mark. He's a good contested mark. I'm, I'm pretty happy with his marking. He's good yeah. overhead. I just don't feel like there's a lot else there that makes me think, mm, yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's a stranger. There hasn't been a lot of talk about him. I think he's someone that if he's going to go, it's either going to be late or as a rookie pick. Um, mm. I think he fits pretty well in the rookie draft. I wouldn't mind actually picking him up with a rookie pick, to be honest. I, if he's there with our first or second pick, that'd be all right. Because um, I think he's that sort of project player that given sort of three years uh, might become a pretty valuable player. Yeah, he could be. Um, but, yeah, he needs a he lot could... of work. He needs to put on like a good sort of five oh. or six kilos. Um, I'm not convinced. I think he just has to be outside. I, I, I think that for him, I don't think the, the kilos is the issue. I think it's just he's got a he's got a abs- if he's going to make it successful, he has to absolutely work with what he's good at, and he's got to get that excellent pace and that excellent marking. Because yep. then that role for him sort of exists as a really good rebound or counter-attacking defender who can just get the ball and run and kick long and basically change, you know, tear apart his own. Like, that's that's the role I could see for him at AFL level, but it's kind of a one-trick pony, so yeah. I, I don't know. Well, do you see him more as, so you don't really see him developing as a forward at all? I'm not convinced. Um, like I said, he's a good mark. He could be, he could be, he could be a forward. Um, I don't know. I don't know. With that know. pace and sort of leading ability and a strong mark, decent kick for goal, I think he'd be all right as a forward. He could be. He could be. He also played a fair bit in the ruck this year, to be honest, as well. Um, so he played He played just about every sort of I, I, I uh, guess my tall con- position on the ground throughout the year. I guess my concern is that I feel like we talk about this, the good pace, but usually the good pace comes when he's already had separation from his opponent, and yeah. that's what makes me a little bit concerned about forward line. Because mm. if he's playing in a forward line, like you know, not a lot of movement, or it's reasonably crowded, I think that cuts down his ability to have an impact severely, in okay. my view. Yep, no, that's fair. Um, I think he's someone that goes missing quite a bit and needs to sort yeah. of find ways to stay in the game. I think that's, I think that's an kind issue. Of why. And I think that's probably why he's going to drop late, um, yeah. and probably to the rookie draft. I think as a project player, someone that's got sort of the physical capabilities, um, has shown decent form throughout the year in a couple of decent positions, I, I wouldn't be against picking him with a, a rookie pick and, and seeing what can happen uh, in a few years' time. 
Yeah. So that's basically uh, what the rookie draft is for. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a rookie draft player, then making it a guy who's got really good pace, a really good mark, and he can be a, a part-time ruck, I guess you could do worse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next player is uh, Brody Romensky from the Western Jets, who's 189 centimetre, 88 kilo, inside midfielder or back flanker. Um, I've found it really hard to find a play comparison for him. Um, he's a little bit like Cameron Ellis-Yolman. He's a bit like Andrew Moore. He's a bit like Tom Sheridan. Um, he sort of started down back um, as a bit of a shutdown um, sort of back flanker defender. Uh, moved into the midfield and just tore the bloody competition apart in the TAC Cup. Uh, was an absolute bowl magnet. Averaged uh, 24 touches and 7 tackles a game. Had some huge games throughout the year. A couple of games where he got 36 and 38 touches. Uh, huge tackle numbers as well. Uh, but there's just something about him that I'm just not sure about. I'm just not sure he's going to make it. I don't mind Romanski. Um, I think he's got a. I think he's got a level ahead than a couple of other guys. So like the last two guys, I reckon he's you know ahead of those in terms of just being composed on the field and composed with the ball. Yeah. Um, and that that's pretty good for an under 18s to play to be able to do that. Um, I don't know. Like for me, he feels a little bit like a Brent Gearer. Um, I don't know about the kick though. Uh, uh. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know. It, it's. Uh, I don't mind him, but I'm not sure he's what we're in the market for. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best way I can put it, but I don't have a lot else to say. He runs, you know, he runs hard. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I like his defensive, I like his defensive skill set quite a bit. Um, he would replace a Tom Jonas in a few years' time, for example, if yep. we picked him up. Pretty, I reckon I'd be pretty confident <clears throat> of that. And you might get a bit more out of him than Tom. So You don't um, think he's got midfield capability? He might do. But I think that you have to draft him with the idea that that's a like a that's a, a would be nice rather than a we expect. So yeah. I think you have to draft him accordingly. Yeah, I think that's where he really shone this year. Um, I really like. I think he's quite an intense player. He shows really good intensity at the contest. Wins the hard mm. bowl. Um, got good skills. Uh, backs himself up. Um, really good defensively. Uh, I think he had more than 50% of his touches uh, at TAC Cup level this year were, were contested, so he knows how to mm. win the bowl and can play in a couple of different positions as well. Plays deceptively toll, I think. Um, yeah, he's an interesting player and a hard one to sort of rank where he goes because for someone that's picked up a huge amount of the bowl, he's had very little press. Um, yeah. That he obviously mean much, fits. Though. Yeah, he obviously fits late in the draft. And again, if if he's someone that's there with, uh, say, pick 85, I'd be pretty happy if we landed him. Because I think, I think the potential um, value is there with this pick. I think that what I was talking about at the start of this, um, I think he's exactly the sort of player that in the Vic Metro side, he probably doesn't look as good as he would look if he was in South Australia side, for example. If he's in the SA side, I think he'd be right up there and be, be talked about all the time. Yeah. Um, the, the, the qualities you talk about, how he's good in the contest, like for me, that's what makes him a good backman because yeah. I feel like he's the kind of guy that you can expect to keep a level head during a scramble. Um, maybe that makes him Michael Wilson-esque. I don't know. Do you think? Uh, pro- probably his intensity. I don't think he plays a lot mm. like Michael Wilson, but certainly no, I, but... I do like the Tom Jonas comparison. I think that's actually mm. a really good comparison. Um, yeah. Probably slightly better skills and got a bit more pace than what Tommy does, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, if he's there with pick eighty-five, um, and he could well be, um, 
I would not be against getting him. I, I think uh, the talent's there, the potential's there. Anyone that can pick up that amount of bowl, uh, can play down back, can play in the midfield, uh, I'd be pretty happy getting. Yeah, I think if we've picked four midfielder forward flankers with our first four picks, I think he could be an okay pick, uh, fifth pick, basically. Right, now back to the top end of the draft, and let's talk about Tim Taranto from uh, the yeah. San Dragons, who's 186 centimetre, 82 kilo, uh, kind of a, a general midfielder, uh, forward flanker. I've got his player comparison as being Blake Carousella. I think he's also a lot like um, good Hamish Hartlett in terms of midfield Hamish Hartlett. Uh, he's got a really good size. He's got a body that's absolutely ready to play um, AFL footy. Uh, very dominant um, started the year um, playing up forward, but moved into the midfield, um, had a great championships, was uh, the number one player at the championships for score involvements, uh, was named All-Australian, obviously, as well, um, was one of the best players uh, in Sandringham's premiership win, had a monster game in the All-Stars game, um, and was pretty well the best-performing uh, TAC Cup player through the second half of the season. He's done it all this year. Yeah, look, I like Toronto. Um, it's taken a little while for me to warm up to him because I, he doesn't have the excitement. He doesn't have, I feel like he doesn't have the same excitement factor that some other players in this draft do. But, like, for me, he's the definition of a generic midfielder, which is different to a mediocre midfielder. He's actually really good. He's good at a lot of different things. He can play a lot of different roles. But there's none of them that you go, oh, that is, you know, league best. He's just good at all of them. And for me, the player comparison, uh, I've thought about this as hard as I could, and the two players I came up with, they're the most two most previous Port Adelaide captains is Travis Folk and Dom Cassisi, uh, in that when they were juniors, they looked like they were good sort of general midfielders. Um, Folk probably had a bit more pace, and Dom, I don't know, he, he was all right for pace, but he slowed down a bit as he got older. Um, and they just looked like they were just going to be good contributors. And for a few years, as they were coming through the ranks, they were just second-string midfielders, and then suddenly they go bang, and then they're like, ah, here we are. This this player has got it right. He's worked it out. He's got his role on the side, and he's going to be really good. And I feel like Taranto might follow a similar career arc. You know, these first four years, five years, he might just be a consistent contributor, and then he might just go bang one day. Um, yeah. So that's probably why he's not a top-10 pick, but I think it's why he's probably a, probably a top-20 pick. Okay. Yeah, when I first saw him, I thought, oh, he, he's going to be really good value as a second-round pick. And then he's mm. just kept playing well and kept playing well and better and better and uh, and his stocks continued to rise throughout the season. And I think he's, he's obviously talked about as a top 10 pick. I think um, Carlton will be really keen with pick five. I think Gold Coast with their multiple picks inside the top 10 will be um, will be up there as well. If he does fall outside the top, or I think maybe pick nine for Sydney as well might be another one. And I think if we still had pick nine, he's certainly someone that I think uh, we would have hoped uh, maybe fell to our pick. I feel like he's someone I'm hoping will fall to our pick now. Personally, I, I I feel like there's enough. I feel like there's enough top ten prospects that he might slide. Okay, that's interesting. Because well, I, I he's... reckon because I still reckon Logan Marshall will go before our first pick. Like that's my view. Yeah, I think Logan definitely. I'm not sure about Marshall. Um, I reckon the potential pretty... there. I mean, it could happen. It certainly could happen. Yeah. Mm. Look, I think Tim Taranto could really conceivably go as high as four, really, for Gold Coast. If they're if they're pretty keen on him, I reckon they'd they'd pull the trigger with a pick four to ensure that um, Carlton didn't get him. No, I don't reckon. 
I really like him. I reckon he's uh, I reckon he's a gun. Yeah, I reckon um, he's someone that can fit in round one next year and play twenty two games next year. Absolutely, and oh, and I, I think he's uh, yeah. I think he's the best mark for a midfielder in this year's draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's very clever under pressure. Uh, yep. Sometimes he looks like he's going half pace, and you think, oh, what? You know, he's just sort of. Uh, chugging along there, but um, he just gets to contest after contest. Um, and I think that's a real standout of his game is just his ability to get to as many contests as possible. Yeah, look, he's just a an, an every-play sort of player. Um, he's, hopefully, he can keep his fitness right. If he doesn't get injured, he could play a really good long career. And hopefully at Port, that'd be nice. Yep. All right. Uh, next player is Patrick Lipinski from uh, the Northern Knights. Uh, 188 centimetre, 79 kilo, outside midfielder. Can also play as a third tall forward. Um, when he plays in uh, in the midfield, I reckon he's a lot like Aaron Young. Uh, sort of midfield version Aaron Young. Uh, when he plays up forward, he's a lot like Jack Gunson. He's got really good pace. Um, moves pretty uh, freely. Um had a really good start to the year uh, playing up forward. And then uh, for some reason or another, they moved him into the midfield and just went bang. Um, had a number of really, really good games, huge figures uh, playing through the midfield. So uh, he's someone whose draft stocks have really risen um, sort of late in the year. How do you like his pace? I think it's all right. I think it's okay. okay. It's not a mm. standout, uh, but I think it's okay. Okay. Because I mean, he you know, ranked obviously high up there in the beep tests, and um, he's certainly been putting the the things, um, the points on the board. But I don't know, I don't know. I'm always a little bit suspicious of bolters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's certainly a bolter. He's someone that's gone from sort of uh, not really even being considered to someone that might go um, even as high as the second round. Do you think he's in the gun for Port? Or do we need that sort of player? I don't think so. I don't really think so. I think if we're going to go with that sort of player, we'd go with Haywood, who's a bit more explosive. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Look, in testing, he's not quick. He was one of the slowest players Mm. picked, uh, uh, tested at draft camp. But I think um, he plays quicker than he actually physically is, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess the concern is if he's already right up there with the beep tests and he's not fast as well, then I don't know what the balance is. Is the balance out? Is he just focusing too much on endurance? Maybe that's something that Burgess can correct, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, don't know. Don't know. Well, I think it's his ability to run through the midfield, which is really going to um, interest a lot of clubs. Um, as we said, he's good, mm. probably going to be a bolter. I really like his, uh, his hands in the contest. Very, very strong. Really good mark. Nice leap. Uh, his ability to get free and I think he's got really good lateral movement as well um, so I think uh, there's certainly midfield potential there yeah yeah where do you, so where do you see him in the draft then like second round or later I'd say later surely I've got him between 30 and 50 I think someone okay. might take a punt on him uh, maybe some, maybe someone that's had a couple of picks already I don't know if uh, he's, for me he seems like a very much a, an Essendon type of player Okay. Um, apparently, the Crows are pretty interested in him. I've heard around the traps. Um, so maybe they're, they're a chance we pick 43 or whatever they've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and look, yeah. We, we know that the Crows love their ex-basketballers, and he's someone that's that does true. have a basketball bra- uh, background. So Yeah, that's true. It's, um, it's certainly a, a chance. Yeah. Don't know. Where do you think he fits? 
Look, I don't know. I I don't I don't see there's an, like for his player type. I just don't see there's a really urgent like I don't think it's a hugely desirable player type. But if he's got the athleticism to be really good at, it, you could see him having a role. As you say, I think the Crows is probably a good bet because they do like you know going on the physical attributes uh, and potential zone breaking ability. But uh, I kind of feel like at thirty and thirty one, for example, I think there's probably still going to be better players out there for us to pick. Oh, for sure. Got a really I, solid I, football background. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't. Well. I wouldn't say I wouldn't be happy. I think there's certainly going to be better footballers, more ready-made footballers there. I think he's very much unfinished business. Um, The raw potential is there. I think a lot of clubs are going to base it off uh, his his two or three games uh, in the midfield and uh, and draft off that and see if they can develop that side of his game. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the Big Footy fandom draft, like, we just saw a Mission Possible pick up Peter Adams with pick 70-something. So, like, for me, like... (laughs) You know, I'd pick a Adams ahead of a Lipinski every day of the week. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next player is a Taylan Juman uh, from Oakley, who's 193 centimetre, 75 kilo outside midfielder, can also play on a back flank. I reckon he's a lot like our uh, Paul Stewart to me. Uh, <laughs> no wonder I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> there's similarities to uh, Elliot Yo as well. He's a tall utility that can play pretty well anywhere on the ground, can play up forward, plays down back, plays uh, off a wing. Uh, looks best either coming off half-back or on the wing. Um, he's got really good pace for someone his size, finished in the top 10% at the combine. Uh, really good agility, runs hard. Uh, and again, I think he's someone that likes to have the ball in his hands. But uh, his disposal is uh, pretty haphazard. Yeah, and for me that makes him an undraftable in my view, um, mm. because that role, he, like the way he plays, it he plays really outside, and the only way you can support a player that plays that much outside and in that much in space is if they have excellent disposal, and he doesn't. Um, I, I just don't, I don't believe a defence can support that. Like if he's got all that space and he turns it over, then it's going to come straight back the other way um, and put you on the back foot. I think that there's enough options that guys, that if they're out in the open, they can kick well. That you just—I don't think he's worth it, really. I yeah. mean, the, he plays so far outside; his height is a non-factor. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, no, yeah, kind of. I, like, I do agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think he's draftable just on his physical attributes. Someone's going to pull the trigger just because he is 193 centimeters. He does have really good pace, uh, but he is very, very outside, and that's a—that's probably a problem. Um, like I'd yeah, pick I don't know. Ahead I, of I think he's. <laughs> I feel like he thinks he's a better user of the ball than he actually is. He's a confident disposer. I think he thinks he's got really good foot skills and he takes tough options, but he pretty well always misses them. Yeah, and I think he's being bailed out by how good the Vic Metro side is across the board. Um, Like I was just saying, um, I would pick Shy Bolton for the same role ahead of Taylor DeMann. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sure. saying a lot, considering he's 177 centimeters, and, and we know you're prejudiced <laughs> against people out, uh, under 180. So, exactly, mm. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think that there's a bit to like about him. I think um, if he can nut out his foot skills and really improve them, he could be a player. Uh, I think. He's draftable from kind of the fourth round onwards. I think he's most likely going to be a rookie pick. Um, but you never know. Someone, uh, as I said, someone might think uh, they can turn him into the next sort of Bonts or someone like something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, 
the recruiter that does that. I mean, I hope that he's got another job lined up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's 193 centimetres. He's definitely the next oh, Marcus right. Bontempelli, for sure. Because everybody that's that tall that uh, has feet and can run is the new Marcus Bontempelli. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's- yeah, the Bontempelli has taken over the next Anthony Kudafidis in the lexicon, pretty much. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, look, it'll be... I'm keen to see where he goes. Um, if yeah. he goes at all. Yep. He won't. Uh, next player hasn't played a lot this year. Um, he's from the Western Jets. It's uh, Judah Dundon, who's 186 centimetre, 77 kilo outside mid. Plays on a wing. Uh, plays a lot like Jack McRae. Uh, he is, for mine, uh, just about the best kick in the draft. Maybe top three in the draft in terms of his foot skills. Really good pace. Plenty of run on the outside. Got a wonderful sidestep. Knows how to get out of trouble. Um, great deliverer of the ball. Um, got a stress fracture in his leg this year, which um, sort of finished his season sort of halfway through. Uh, but he's um, he's a real sort of... Uh, I don't know. I really like him. There's a, there's a lot to like about him, and I'd be pretty happy if he was there at pick 85 and we picked him. Okay. Look, I don't really know much about Dundon, to be honest. Um, yeah, sorry. I can't really comment on much on this one. I, I tried to find a bit of stuff. I read a bit of stuff, and I don't, I don't, I don't know enough to make any judgment call on him. Yeah. Um, other than to say that, I don't know, like, is he, in a, is he, is he a need player for us? Do we, uh, don't we already have players that could play a role he would play on our side? Uh Players that can run and carry and deliver the football inside 50, which we haven't been able to do for three years, uh, mm. quite possibly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very Pollock-like, maybe a little bit taller. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of that sort of player, um, simply for the fact that our foot skills have been terrible for a number of years now, and we need players that can hit targets, and I think he's the sort of player that can do that. Okay. Uh, and we pick 85, and he's probably... He could well be there that late, um, just because he has had a lot of uh, injury troubles this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's worth a punt. Is he the punt you would take at 85, though? Yep. Given, given all the punts we could take. Well, it depends who else is there. Yeah, but you've got an idea, yeah? Like, <laughs> you know. Well, that late in the draft... Uh... I don't really know. I mean, you're probably looking at a couple of tolls like Laddams or Sweet. Um, you might be looking at a small forward like Stengel or someone like that. That's um, probably more, yeah. Might be looking at, um, I don't know, maybe a project key position defender like Himmelberg or, or McClarty, someone like that. I yeah. know, I'd probably still prefer Dundon. Okay, okay. But it, it also depends who else we pick with the earlier picks, obviously. Like if we pick four midfielders... Then I'm no. not sure we'd pick a fifth. No. Um, if we do get Marshall and maybe someone else, like a Haywood, um, then someone like Dundon certainly comes into consideration. Okay. Okay. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a fan. Good. That's a good name, too. Judah Dundon. Oh, it's terrible to say, though. Judah Dundon. Dundon, Dundon. <laughs> terrible for a... Ken Cunningham, I reckon he'd have a <laughs> shocking time. Jadundun, Jadundun. Jadundun. <laughs> Sounds like a guitar. Jadundun, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Next one, also a wicked name. I love this name. Oscar Junker. 
from Western Jets. 193 cm, 84 kilo, tall utility. Can play as an inside mid, can play as a key defender, can play as a key forward, can play as a small defender, can play outside mid. He's played absolutely everywhere this year. Um, and done a pretty good job. He was uh, Western Jets' captain. Uh, I really like his leadership capabilities. Uh, I think he really sort of suits best as a tall intercept back flanker um, or as a Patrick Cripps type um, inside midfielder. Yeah, look, he's an interesting um, player. I think the, one of the interesting things about this draft is how there actually are a couple of good Western Jets players after, you know, there's yeah. a period there when if you're a Western Jets player, like you might as well just go home and, you know, play Xbox or something. Yeah. Um, and to be the captain of the side, obviously the support, I don't believe, is probably, oh, maybe they've improved it. Maybe that's why they're coming up their ranks a little bit. I don't know. Um, he's back flanker, though, I kind of feel. Um and I don't think he's got the pace. Again, for me, that third defender yeah, role, he's got to be issue. the third defender role. Like, there's, as you said earlier, like there's so many of these guys in this draft, but also just in general, because you know, as the average height of a of a centre square midfielder rises, typically the, the average height of the, the halfback flanker um, rises about the same rate. So the guys that we're looking at are one at one eighty three that are. You know, you'd say, oh, he could be a mid. He's, he's exactly the same as like the guy that was 189 centimetres 10 years ago that you say, oh, he could be a mid. Um, and I feel like he's in that category. I think he probably is a third tall defender. Um, as for Port Adelaide, obviously we've just re-signed Tom Jones for another three years. Um, and he probably has locked down that slow defender, third tall defender yeah. slot for those three years. Uh, so, <clears throat> He reminds me a lot of uh, former West Coast Eagle uh, Adam Hunter in the okay. way that he, uh, I, I feel he's a real impact player. Like He's the type of player that can go down back and he's going to take those sort of match-saving marks down back. Or you can throw him out forward, he's going to take a, a huge grab in the goal square and, and kick a really important goal. Um, I do think he's got midfield capability. Um, he does seem to find the ball at ease when he goes through there. Um, mm. With his height, I think he's got really good inside um, nous as well. Um, but he is very slow. That's the problem. He is very, very slow. Um, and that might be something that sees him drop down um, again to sort of like a really late pick or a rookie pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not really a guy that's being talked about apart from having an awesome German name. But yeah. <laughs> Oscar Junker. Junker, Junker. 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 Oscar Junker. You know, he sounds like a... Um, uh, an action hero from the 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit. Good work. <laughs> uh, final player this evening is uh, Corey Lyons from Sandringham, who's 182 centimetres, 78 kilo, uh, outside mid, forward flanker. Uh, my player comparison, he does remind me a lot of his brother, Jared. He's also reminds me a lot of Matthew Boyd, um, sort of midfield, mid-noughties uh, Matthew Boyd. Uh, he's a prolific ball winner. He's He's got that um, as a positive of his game. He finds a, a hell of a lot of the ball. He averaged 24 touches a game um, in the TAC Cup. Had a couple of good games at the championships as well. Uh, was one of the was one of uh, Sandy's most uh, consistent performers uh, in their premiership. Um, but there's just, I don't know, he's very outside, and I don't think his foot skills are good enough to be uh, that outside. Yeah, I agree, and the height deficiency like it's you know not terribly short but it's like eh. like there's enough he's small enough that i would doubt his ability to transport that upper level because i think he's sort of on the edge now already of doing that like if you ignore his height i think that just the way he plays i feel like he doesn't have 
Like, even at this level, I feel like he doesn't have heaps of space for a guy that's trying to play the way he is. Yeah. And I think that that'll disappear as he goes up, and that'll disappear in pace, and it'll disappear in height. So I'm, I'm not bullish on him. Yeah. He's just the type of guy that's worked... You can tell he's worked really, really hard to get oh, yeah. where he is. Um, mm. And I'll, I'll certainly give him that. He's one of the hardest workers in this draft, I think. I just don't think his ceiling is there for... Um, yeah, for for being a high performing AFL player, uh, he really needs to work on his skills. He's got a total lack of defensive side to his game, and that's something which isn't going to cut it at AFL level. Uh, he's the sort of guy that I can see winning like three Liston medals or or McGarry yeah. medals. Uh, he's very much like a Zane Kirkwood in that regard. Um, but whether he's got that sort of future AFL potential, I've I've got my doubts. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, like, I don't I don't feel he should get drafted this year. I think he's the sort of player that if he plays in the VFL next year, he could come in next year and, you know, be a Sam Mitchell-style second-round pick because he played a good season and he showed that he did have a bit of capacity to improve his game in those aspects. But, like, I don't I don't think he's worth taking a risk on an AFL list, personally. Yeah. I would, I would rather say, hey, okay, these are your problems, go work them out, and we'll look at you next year. Which yeah, is tough. I, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard one to deal with as a player, I would think. But it's kind of where we need to be, I think. Yeah, I think he'll probably get drafted. I think, at the very least, he's going to go in the rookie draft. Because I think someone that picks up that yeah. amount of bowl, I think someone's going to take a punt and see if they can work on his defensive side and work on his kicking. And look, he might be a bit like a Matt DeBoer in that regard. Um, mm. But overall, too many deficiencies. And yeah, not, not 100% sold on him. Um, no. He's probably the one that I'm least... Um, confident about of this group. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that, but he's certainly one I'm not confident about at all. Mm. Mm. Right, well, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the season. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to the Thursday batch. I like that group yeah, much better. The Thursday batch is good. It's got a lot of players that um, <sighs> are going to relate to Port Adelaide. We're going to talk about Dylan Clark. We're going to talk about Patrick Kerr, Daniel Venables, John Gallucci, Oliver Florent. Uh, Josh Begley, Jack Maybaum. There's a lot of players there. Luke Ryan as well from the VFL. There's a lot of players there which do relate uh, to where we might be picking. Um, So we'll we'll pay some close attention to them for sure. Yeah, I reckon about eight guys there that we would be in a real chance of getting. So with four picks. (laughs) That's it. I'm sure we'll get one of them. Yeah, I'm pretty confident we probably will too. I'm pretty sure one of these will will be drafted by Port Adelaide. Look, the odds are there, but... It also wouldn't surprise me if we just went big country and WA. Yeah, true. Mm. All right. Well. Okay. Thanks for coming back on. Thank you, Macadaka. Um, it's good to get through these, and I think that by the time we do our Phantom in what two weeks' time, isn't it? Um, I think we'll be very well prepared for that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get uh, obviously Mish on for the Phantom draft. Yeah, that'll and be for good. the draft review, and uh, we'll see what he's got to say about some of these players too. Absolutely. And look, I mean, I'm kind of thinking we ought to have a, like a, because we are, you know, fairly consistently in this thing, I think we ought to maybe consider keeping track of who drafts who, and then we'll mm. sort of add up the teams over the years and try and name the best team at the end of each year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be. That would be good. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, All right. Well, we shall speak again on Thursday. All right, and thank you, Spreaker listeners. We didn't really... You didn't ask any questions, guys, so we didn't really no. answer any of them. No, Your fault. That's it. Deal with it. <laughs> no luck. 
<laughs> and thanks for people listening on the podcast and the way to work or wherever else you are. Or on the goal yeah. line. We love you. Love you. Calm the care. power. Carports. Seabone now caught. Port Adelaide are beginning to build. Foster's kick is through half forward. Knocked away by Hodges. On the run is Rowan Smith. Bends it to the goal square. is